Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. There's a lot of ways to describe what Tony Casillas did at Oklahoma, also in the NFL, but this is the one that I love when you can say he's a part of the College Football Hall of Fame. He has his Tony Casillas podcast as well. He joins us on 365 Sports with Paul Craig and I'm David Smoke. Tony, thanks for your time and uh, and appreciate it. Can you try to explain, and did you think that Oklahoma had made the changes enough to where they could go head-to-head with Texas, and also, even though they gave up a lot of yards, this defense is better? Well, first of all, it's always great being on with you. Um, uh, to be honest with you, no. I, I thought that I was kind of like buying into what Texas was, was doing. You know, beating and look at their schedule, playing Alabama and on the road and winning and what they've been doing. And they really, you're watching Oklahoma from last year and this year, there's leaps and bounds on the defense side of the ball. They, you know, they lead a lot of different categories and, you know, the top five and defense points allowed per game. So, you know, I really didn't know they'd go into this game how, you know, how they would measure up because there's always this so-called measuring game and I know that that's you know that's real I know that as a player and also you know watching it as a fan and so I really didn't know what to expect but you know that display of defense and the way they resilience and and the negative plays and just keep coming at you and not making a lot of mistakes I I know that's a long long answer but no not the way they did it on uh, on Saturday I, I think that Brent Venables has done a tremendous job, and 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 you can see his touch and the things that he's done in a second year in the league, especially compared to last year, which it was just a, just a, a, a debacle for season, beginning season for him. But that was pretty impressive, my friend, what they did at the Cotton Bowl last Saturday. Is the style that he brings, it kind of seems to me kind of maybe a, a morphing of Bob Stoops and then a little bit of what they were getting with Lincoln Riley's. They still run a, a wide open offense, but they have that early Bob Stoops defensive edge now. Well, first of all, when you talk to defense, you never use Lincoln Riley's name. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. let, let's, let's, just, let's just put that out there right now. And regardless of what uh, – you know, Bob, yeah, I think that, you know, when, when Brent was uh, the co-offensive, excuse me, defensive coordinator with Mike Stoops, they had tremendous players. They went out and had good defensive linemen. They had really good linebackers. And they ran that type of downhill, uh, run blitz, pass blitz type of defense, and, and really just uh, focus on the physicality of it. And really, I think for for a lot of OG fans, I think it was very frustrating. And I know for as a former player that a lot of former players that played on the defensive side of the ball, that was a, a defensive school, to see them what they're doing now and implementing that. I, I will say this, that, you know, Brent 
is a you know very compassionate leader. He, I think that I think the I think the biggest question is is like how would they buy into his you know, he gets very, he's an intense, he's a very passionate coach. But, you know, I, I think that he's, these kids and, and, you know, with the, the air of transfer portal getting the right guys, he's able to morph that into something that, that the players that you can see that they didn't do last year, obviously the year before. Um, but it's concise. It's a, it's a run blitz, pass blitz type of defense. But they're so good at, you know, they got, they're so concise and they're with what they're doing, the discipline. I think that's the thing that really sticks out to me is how disciplined they are and how they tackle and the physicality and everything. And, and it really shows what he did when he was at Clemson, when they were balling and having great defenses and finding great linebackers and, and really just hitting gaps and really just doing your responsibility. Cause sometimes with something like that, you try to make too many big plays and really just opponents counter against that but I think that the culmination of just what he his style and as a player I'll tell you this right now as a defensive player you know I, I really couldn't say that in the last 10 years you guys alluded to it you know you come to Oklahoma you're going to have fun playing on the, the defense I mean it's everything that a defensive player wants to play you have a chance to make a lot of big plays and really that's what you thrive on as a defensive player so I am just really just uh, – it's amazing what they've done in in two years. I saw a couple of people stream together a video comparing the uh, goal line stand to the goal line stand against Texas in 1984. Do you see the comparisons? I thought about that. I, I was It was interesting that you bring that up because, you know, I thought about that and it's been so long ago. It was barely color – I had color film back then, but regardless <laughs> – yeah, you know, it, it, it really it, it showcases because, you know what, the mentality is in a game like that. You know, certainly ours was a, it was a closer game. You know, Texas, both of us were ranked in the top four. But, you know, it, it was very symbolic, you know. And we, and we had to really – we had to, to just find a way to keep them out of the end zone. And, you know, I, I think people think, oh, it's, it's a lot harder than, than, than it's been done. And – and really, that's the hardest thing to be able to do is to keep, you know, you got the, 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 the offense has got the ball like in the yard or the half yard line, and we're supposed to keep them out of the end zone. So there's this will. But, but what they did in, against Texas to really to validate, because I think sometimes I think a team, you know, you know how it is. People are like waiting to show me something. But I think that particular moment, that stand, when they were able to validate themselves, and really to say, you know what, it doesn't matter where we're at on the field. We can be on the 50, we can be on the 20 in the red zone, we can be on the half-yard line. We're going to knock your ass back, and we're going to deny you. Now, whether you can do that or not, I mean, that's what you believe in, but the more and more you just you keep just knocking them off the ball and you surge, uh, and, and really what it meant in that game. I mean, there's so many big plays in that game, but defensively, that game, that that particular play right there and a lot of other plays in that game where the, the big difference in who could win and lose and certainly what they're able to do is there's a, a lot of parallels to what we did in 84 what they did in in uh in, in you know 2023 and, and and i will say this you know we won the you know we won the big a championship and had a chance to play for the national championship and you know i i, I really i don't think a lot of people can say this that you know this, this team goes through the you know takes care of business Hopefully, you know, it looks like maybe they'll play Texas in the Big 12. 
they'll have a shot at it. They'll have a shot at, of, of being able to play for, you know, getting the college football playoffs at least. But, I mean, could anyone have said this about this team going into the season based on last year? I, I, you'd be lying to yourself and lying to everyone if you said yes. Tony, can you try to describe, and the game's over, but the emotions of the week of Texas, the game itself compared to anything else, and you played in some other huge games, but also how do you battle the week after? If you, if you didn't get an off week, how did you battle the following week if you won the <laughs> loss or lost the game? Well, I, I will. The, the advice I give the kids is that I know that it's after a bye week and is it just to take care of yourselves. You know, have fun. Uh, we don't want to hear you in the news. You know, make smart decisions. Rest your body up and then get ready to play uh, University of Central Florida. And I, I think that it's – I think it's a lot to do with the coach. I think that the coach is very symbolic in this and he, he kind of understands and really has to say the right things. But, you know, you can't be with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds all the time. But – you know, I, I think that there's a lot to be said to that. But guess what? If you're good, you're good. If you're, if you have the leadership and the background, the the backbone in on that team to be able to put things together, uh, you won't have any problems with it. It's just that some of the things that you get distracted with, maybe you just start feeling really good about yourself. You know, all of a sudden, you know, people are reaching out to you. You know, all that goes along, but. Um, you know, I think that it has a lot to do with with the coach and try to keep the real head in. But to the point about what you just said about this game and how the magnet and how it's magnified and the emotion. You know, I, I was fortunate to play in uh, two Super Bowls, and you know, I, I in an international championship during my career, I was very fortunate to be able to do that. But I will tell anyone that plays college football for all those kids, you know, that are looking to go to a college, regardless of NIL, whatever it is, you will not play in a game, in a regular season game like the OU Texas game. There is no way that you can experience that energy, that craziness, that outcome in that game. And, oh, by the way, it did end up – they end up throwing the touchdown pass to Nick Anderson. That was in the OU section, so it exploded. You will never experience that in a game uh, other than OU Texas game. And I'm not biased. I just know a lot of people that have been there that haven't played for it, just have been through the game. Like, Tony, this is like taking a drug, you know, a shot of adrenaline. And it's like – it's crazy. But – yeah, it's it's a it's an out of body experience. It's, it's, it's there's nothing like it, and you feel it. You can feel it. You guys can feel it when you're watching. You can feel the energy mm-hmm. through the, the through the TV, and and you don't get that anywhere. Just how loud it is, and how unique it is, the setting, and everything, and to be able to kick their ass and on a on a, the last play of the game. And have you ever seen a game where a team gets the ball with a minute thirteen seconds left, with and just you know, you're thinking about kicking a field goal to, to take it into overtime, but to be able to take the ball down the field and score a touchdown like that and win the game, I mean, that doesn't happen. No, and it, Tony, that's what that offense was built for, though, was to, to go that fast. And it was 
it's kind of the 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 perfect scenario for them and the worst one for Texas that that kind of exact amount of time was. I do like that you mentioned the fact that if one team scores in the other team's end and like you know, you score on your end, it just explodes. <laughs> but I do like the the watching and the other one is, you know, Oklahoma scored a touchdown on Texas's end earlier in the game and all the cheers are coming from the back. And the other you're just kinda <laughs> like the fans on the Texas side are, are just, you know, sitting on their hands it's and quiet. angry. It's so strange. Yeah, you're- yeah, you know, there's no noise. There's not so ever. And then all of a sudden you hear it's like, you know, you, the old school where they used to do the wave, you know, where the wave was coming and the wave was in the very back until it got to that particular part of the stadium where the fans are. And, you know, and, and to be able to score on the other end and just kind of just quiet up where there's not any emotion whatsoever until you go about 50 yards from where you scored and it's great. It's chaos. And yeah, I, I think that that's the uniqueness of that game. And, and I, I think a lot of people talk about, oh, let's move it over to Jerry's world and you know, move it to AT&T. And, 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 yeah, I, I thought about how that unique that would be, have more people. But, you know, you just don't get the experience of the fair, just the, uh, just the, just the, the atmosphere, just the backdrop and everything. It's crazy. And, and again, to be able to finish the game off in your end zone on your side of the 50 where all your crazy fans are and to give them that give them that gift i mean that's that's crazy tony is there a particular like texas buddy or former player that is the the guy that like as soon as you know when you get into the trash talking with your buds like that's the guy that you're you're looking forward to talking to from the other side the most you know i you know jermichael finley i had a bet with him a couple years ago and i think that he was i think it was the, the no, it wasn't last year, certainly, because we got our butts kicked, but the year before, <laughs> and he was supposed to wear my jersey, and I don't think he's done that yet. Uh. <laughs> but I just all I need to do is just go out and, and just tag someone or just say something. And, right. You know, I, I think that that's, you know, I you know I, I play golf with, you know, doing OU Texas, uh, you know, golf matchup, and, you know, we, we just talk about the game. But the best part of it is, is, is sharing the moments with your your former teammates and the fans and just talking about it and reminiscent and just people looking forward to going to the Cotton Bowl. You know, that's the greatness of that game and just being able to you know, share the stories and be able to experience that. And, you know, my son, you know, my son went to OU and my, my other son went to UT. And they, they're today, I got him tickets in the OU section and my son was with his wife and they're from UT and, my son's with OU and his buddies are sitting next to him and just that whole banner with him. And that's what it's all about. It's, it, it's a, it's a great week to get a buy for just friendly, uh, friendly hatred, I would say. And yeah, it's just smack talking. Let's have fun. No, no harm, no foul. Let's just, let's just enjoy it. And that's the whole part of the game, man. It's, and that's, it represents so much and for generations and. You know, I, I played. Uh, I met a guy that hadn't been missed a, a OU Texas game in 55 years, and so that's just the uniqueness of it. It's it, it got so many tentacles, and people have so many memories of it. And you know, that game right there, guys. I mean, think about it. Instant classic. I mean, I, I you know, I, I go backwards. Uh, you know, you can talk about the game, but that game right there had everything. Everything a fan, you know. Whether it's a cardiac arrest, whatever happens, I mean, it has everything in that game that you, you you got your money's worth and then some. All right, Tony, 41 to 10, 49ers bury the Cowboys, and it, it never really was close. And then I saw a tweet you put up 
with uh, Micah Parsons, who's an incredible player, but did not get involved much because of their scheme at San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey. Trading jerseys. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I, I think that you guys know. I, I, I come from, you know, I play in a different generation. And, mm-hmm. and, and look, I always, I talk to guys after the game. and I don't know. There's certain, there's certain opponents that I really despise. I think we despise. And first and foremost, I mean, I, if Jimmy Johnson ever saw that happen, you, you wouldn't get on the plane. You would walk home. That wouldn't happen. Um, but it's, it's 2023. It's the modern athlete. But I just don't think whenever you, you play a team like the 49ers and all this hype and how good you are and you, know, you got everyone back and you're the best defense player in the league and in the 49ers – Said no, I don't think so. We're just gonna just we're just gonna give you a good old fashioned butt kicking and proceed to win beat you forty two to ten. And I just don't I don't know. I, I think that a lot of those things that I that I see happen. And look, I'm not. I mean, maybe I'm being old school, but I think you know on Twitter, I was surprised that people responded to and like were agreed with what I was saying. But I don't think I don't think people like to. I don't like to see that because. The worst thing that I want to see is a guy after we just got our asses kicked 42 to 10 and go up to him and say, Hey bro. Hey man. Uh, you know, I, if I'm Christian McCaffrey, I had no problem with it because I just, you know, we just reached 42 to 10, but I just don't, I, I just don't think that, that that moment, the move would be to like, okay, yeah, let's, let's tell you, let's do a picture and we'll do social media and everything. And we'll just, you know, we'll, We'll swap jerseys and uh, and 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 act like that it was it was great. It was great for the last three hours. I enjoyed it. I want your jersey. Okay, I'll do that. But I just feel like maybe sometimes you just go to the locker and or say, hey, dude, I'll I'll see you. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll hit you up and send me a, one of your jerseys in off season and and we'll we'll exchange them. But I, I'm not in the mood right now uh, because that was just a total domination by the 49ers. They clearly said a statement that they're probably the best team in the National Football League, probably the best quarterback in the National Football League, the guy that got drafted, the last mm-hmm. player in the draft, Mr. Brock Purdy. I mean, I just don't – can you guys just figure that out, how great this guy is transitioned to the NFL and looks just carved the defense up? And this was a good defense. Going to this game, I mean, there's a lot of hype, but what he was able to do, and you, you know, they had Trayvon Dixie's out, but what he is able to do as a player, I mean, it's one of the most remarkable stories, stories in professional in, in the NFL that's happened in a long time. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, Tony, do you think um, part of it is that he started for four years? He's played a lot of football before he got in the NFL, and a lot of the guys. I'll just use Anthony Richardson as an example. You know, he only he only started for a full season at, at Florida, like a season and a half. And Brock Purdy had four years. So while maybe he doesn't have the you know crazy measurables that a guy like Anthony Richardson does, experience wise, he he's he's been in the trenches a little bit more. That's a great point because I mean I think I know as an OU fan is watching him play. I mean he was he was an Oklahoma killer. And he was a Texas killer. He did. He was a great player in college at Iowa State. And to your point, 
You know, he was a guy that yeah, I think that probably played with a chip on his shoulder. I think that he actually got a scholarship, I think, somewhere in Alabama. I think I read or my son was telling me that he got sick. And so they, you know, they were sending the scholarship to go to Alabama. So this kid, man, he is just, he gets it. You know, I think that he's very, he, he understands the form, you know, the, the, the schemes of the defense and his anticipation. And to your point, his knowledge and understanding and just his work ethic. Uh, but just to, to be the last player drafted in the, in the NFL draft, and, you know, they draft Trey Lance, and this was a gift from the football gods, Brock Purdy. Are you kidding me? And But you're right. I mean, he's had a lot of experience in, the, in college football, and I, I think that that's, there's a lot of credence that goes along with that for preparation and getting in the NFL and, you know, all these kids and all these guys have, you know, the arms, the arms to do it, but do they have the aptitude? Do they have the awareness? Can they understand and can they process the information in 2.5 seconds? I mean, this guy looks like he slows everything down. I don't know about you, but it seems like every time he throws the football, someone's going to be open and he's going to make a, he's going to throw a dime. I mean, that's what I saw against the Cowboys. I mean, it was just, it was just amazing. Tony, a couple of questions from those who watch us that are in the chat room, and, and I know you got to go, and we appreciate your time. Oh, man, this is great, man. You, I'm good. Your thoughts about, based on Oklahoma, they have still they have some warts, although they also are so much better. Do you think right now they're playoff caliber? And number two, can you try to explain uh, the, the calmness and what Dylan Gabriel has brought to this team this year? Well, I think Oklahoma – they obviously they're playing with a huge amount of momentum and trust and confidence and and I think that that's what kind of the doctor ordered because I think that the, the the defensive philosophy and the defensive um, side of the ball which was looking for a beacon to save say that you know that part of the phase of the game and I and I and I say that very authentically because I think that. I think that's kind of what people have talked about. You know, you, you, you know, Lincoln Riley obviously didn't could spell defense, and <laughs> and you know, I, I just you know, I'm not to take a shot at him, but it's it still does the same thing in USA. They don't know how they, that wasn't their you know their their focal point, and I think that that's what the you know, Oklahoma has found, and and so I think that that's really something that Venables and I think that he wanted to really just. That was going to be a, an emphasis when he was a coach. You know what? We know we're going to score points. You know, we're going to have athletes, we're going to have a quarterback. What are we going to do on the other side of the ball? Because we got to stop that, people. And so I think they've gotten that. Now, where they take that from this point forward, you know, it's all on them. I mean, should they run the table? Yeah, I think so. But there's going to be some teams that are some barriers there. Uh, and you can't let, you know, good teams don't let – you know, those type of barriers get in their way, and they just go on and they take care of business. Um, now, Dylan Gabriel, I didn't even talk about him, but that guy, he's, he was amazing in the Texas game. You know, I always say this, and I think that it goes, you know, really good and great players play in, in a game like that, playing big moments. And, you know, I don't, if to that point, I'm thinking, you know, I don't, you know, he's, he's not the most 
He's not, he's not the, the tallest guy. He doesn't throw a lot in the middle of the field. He throws out on the perimeter. But but what he was able to do is just kind of slow things down. And some of the plays he improvised, and I don't know how many times he scrambled on third and long. And in that last play where he kind of ducked and then he got, he, he dodged and then he bobbed back up and he found his, his, his uh, receiver. I mean, there's a lot of confidence in that kid. And, and you know, I know they lost, uh, Antrell Anthony, and I think that he just he's out for the season. But still, they have Farouk and they have uh, they have uh, Nick Anderson. But I think the guy is just I think he, he he's got an appointment. He's got the confidence, and really, I think he uses legs because really, I, I don't think anyone really saw that. And I'm like, well, look, look this guy this guy can make plays with his legs, and he did that against Texas in this huge game. So. I think he gives you a dual threat now. And I think a lot of teams that watch film, especially that game, they're going to say, look, you know, all of a sudden we got to keep some guys around the line of scrimmage, maybe a spy guy or someone around to, to not let him kill us. And, you know, especially when you have a four-man front that's playing man-to-man like that or zone or whatever they're playing, um, you know, he's going to hurt you. But, you know, the answer to your question, I think this team has a chance to go far. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think they can play the, win the Big 12 look, based on their schedule. BYU, that's kind of a unique game. And there's a couple of games in there that, you know, Baylor, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But realistically, if you ask me now after watching that game like everyone else, I mean, I, I think that maybe they'll have a rematch in Texas. And, you know, that'll be the, you know, that'll be the game that determines. I don't know what a one-loss team that goes in the college football playoffs, maybe. But certainly if, if Oklahoma runs the table, hell yeah, they'll be playing in the college football playoff because they deserve it. Tony they will deserve it. Last question. They don't have to play Baylor. They probably wish they did uh, right now. Oh, okay, that's schedule. right. That's right. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, the real life, yeah. You played with Dion. I think when, after the year after the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, he was still with the team when you went back to Dallas. Did you, I don't know about the time in Atlanta. Did you ever expect him to be – at least what he's done so far for Colorado and be that successful that quickly? You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, it's such a surprise, and it's so great to see the evolution of Coach Prime because he's totally different than he was player, a player. I mean, he was he was prime time. You know, I, I played with him in Atlanta the first time I played when I was there. and I was there that week. He played in the World Series with the Yankees, went three for five, had a home run, got an airplane, Came back two days later and tucked the open, open and kickoff for touchdown. I mean, who in the hell does that? Just a, a tremendous, just crazy athlete. But you know, I, I think the, I think it's you know a lot of these coaches are living in fear to and don't know how to act or respond to someone like you know, Dion, you know, Coach Prime, because he does have this larger than life persona. He does utilize his tools that allows now the modern day player with NIL and transfer portal. You know, everyone laughed at him when he said, you know, and they thought, you know, even Coach Venables took a shot at him. He said, you know, I don't sit around and, and hand out pink flips. Well, you know, I think everyone is entitled to their opinion, but it's like, you know, Coach Prime says, uh, you know, the, just, just sit, sit back and watch. And so I think that, it's different to see him as a player and now as a coach and as a, a different person and different part of his life, really caring about these kids and really kind of trying to help them in a long time with the brand, everything goes, comes along with that, and really just kind of humbling and say, look, 
you're, you're going to have the opportunity to come to a place like Colorado and be around this. And But the most important thing is I care about you as a young man. And to be able to get those two components and be able to send that message and the authenticity. I, it, it's not a bunch of highs. It, it's really it's really him, his sincere words and the authenticity and authentic he is. And, and I, I just sometimes I think, other coaches, they haven't seen that on the other side of the, on the other side of the sidelines. That this this tremendous player that's had this great career now is having success, and and you know there's going to be a lot more to this in his career. But to see the the kind of the circus and that comes along with it, but in a healthy way, it's a healthy way, and I think that that's what he really emphasizes to these young men in the locker room on the field and really the responsibility of the things that they need to be accountable for. And I think that that's the, the best thing you can get. And, and with him, you're going to get it. Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm just so happy for him. And, and uh, I, I wish him nothing but luck because he's going to have a lot of success. Tony, thanks for the time and the knowledge, the insight, experience, and opinion. We appreciate you very much. Thanks for being a part of the show. Anytime, guys. Great stuff. Thanks for having me. Tony Casillas, a college football Hall of Famer, part of the championships, couple Super Bowls, as he mentioned, with the Cowboys, and insight on every direction we could possibly go with him. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of of informative and fun stuff there. And, yeah, just – Hit me mid-interview, I go, oh, yeah, he played with Dion, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, he played with Dion twice yep. in yeah. Atlanta and Dallas. And so I'm glad that we got that question in there as well to get his thoughts. But, yeah, obviously he's fired up. And, and who wouldn't be, you know, as even the most confident Oklahoma fans. I know that last year was an aberration for many. But, you know, for me, I just – I'm not like just, I'll, all right, I'll just believe it. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was very hesitant in, in buying into what Brent Venables had shaping up for this season. Um, but you know that was that was impressive the way they got that done and you know what Texas I don't think gets knocked down too much of a peg you know it's a loss but I feel like they're you know they were there with a minute left with the lead yep. so I think we'd all love to see a rematch and see how that would shake out a second time around but if you're a Sooner fan or you know in his case a, a legend uh, yeah that was a pretty good Saturday. This has been a Rogue Media Network 